0: All right, I'm Dr. Mike Crivetti. Welcome to Crivetti Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Podcast number 17. can't believe it's been 17. And either this means we're doing so many great things or adding so many great people that we just keep knocking out these podcasts. I know a lot of them have been about our patients and all the great stories they've been telling about new hips and new knees. Well, I guess what, everybody? It's worked. And now we have more hips and knees than we have doctors. So therefore, I took it upon myself to go find Dr. Drew Ayman. Uh Dr. Iman specializes in hip and knee replacement surgery. And uh, one of the unique things about his practice that I love uh, is he changes his approach to the hip a little bit. There are two ways to get to a a hip when you do a replacement, and one of them is through what we would call a mini posterior approach, which this old guy has been doing for about 25 years. And then I've got uh, Dr. Ryman with us today. So he'll talk about where he came from, Denver, and uh, tell us a little bit about his journey to Curvetti Ortho and some of the cool stuff that he does, including the anterior approach to hip replacement. Uh, Dr. Iman, welcome to Cribetti Ortho, buddy. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Tell us about, okay, we'll go back to the origins, right? We all want to know where we came from. So I'm a Jersey boy, um, and you came from one of the coolest spots, I think, in the country, and
1: that's Denver. Yeah, I was born in Denver, Colorado, 1985, for anybody interested. Uh, I think it was a Monday afternoon, and... It's been a pretty circuitous route getting to where i am now actually so it kind of hurts me a little bit i have to interrupt
0: because i was uh, i graduated high school that's really irritating please do finish
1: (laughs) (laughs) so after graduating high school i left denver and played football for a couple of years at a little division two school in western kansas and then finished up undergrad at colorado state and then went to osteopathic medical school in Des Moines, Iowa for the first two years and then spent seven years in Detroit of all places for the two clinical years and then uh, residency. And then through kind of a circuitous route through a few different machinations, if you will, I ended up in Jacksonville doing a joint replacement fellowship and learning how to do anterior hips.
0: What is a machination? Uh,
1: Something circuitous. Yeah, something something that contributes to circuitous methods to get places so. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna scrabble check him yeah. on machinations, yeah. please. Okay, we're gonna scrabble check Implementations. him. Implementations.
0: So So in other words, you found your way from Colorado State ended up in florida and you did your fellowship which was a year that we do with a a surgeon with great expertise in replacement surgery in the country and there's several of these um and you really get that's where you hone your skills so that's where you take this general skill and in a fellowship you really make the skill special so that when you get out into practice you get to share that with the community the practice uh that you join and you did your fellowship with with Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville. I thought that was kind of caught, cool, yeah, so I wanted you to see. Yeah, that. yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, I, could, I could brag about you all day that you were in the, at the Mayo Clinic. And this, keep in mind, is our second fellowship uh, Mayo Clinic uh, trained surgeon. Uh, Dr. Angelina Vera, our hip arthroscopist slash uh, really cool sports medicine gal, is uh, Mayo trained and, and uh, probably was at Mayo, she was Mayo, Scottsdale. I'll be a little before or after, pretty close to you, but your doctor down there is pretty special. Yeah. Your doctor at Mayo. Uh, I happened to speak to him when I was checking you out, and uh, man, what a guy.
1: Yeah, Dr. Kurt Blosser is as uh, good of a surgeon and as uh, good of a mentor as anybody could ask for. So he was actually at Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville when they first opened, I believe in 1986, and so he helped establish not only that joints program, but that entire hospital, actually, and he's been there since then. I think he actually, just in the last six to eight months, if I recall, retired. Um, so. so maybe all the things he
0: was telling me about you were true because he knew he was retiring anyway, so <laughs> why why not just tell me the truth at that point? Yeah, you but, but there is a good story I do have to tell you. Apparently, Dr. Blosser has this physician's assistant or nursing uh, nurse that works with him. And she has never really, doesn't really like people. And he made it very clear to tell me that in the 20 years that he worked with her, that Dr. Iman might have been the only fellow that she actually really liked a lot. And I thought that was a, I mean, how do you not hire him after that reference, uh, especially more than 1985, um, but how do you not hire him after that?
1: Do you remember this gal? I do remember her quite well. That's that's Julie Johnson. She's wonderful, actually. Great PA, um, both in terms of knowledge and skill, and she's she's been at it a long time, and she she knows a little bit about everything, so a lot about a few things as well. So she was great. She also helped at that experience. As we all know,
0: all the folks that work with us, our nurse practitioner, um, our chiropractor, Chris Roby, Jen D'Andrea, all of our medical assistants and how valuable they are. But I love the fact that we know the tough ones and we know the ones that you know you don't mess with. And sounds like Julie Johnson was one of those gals. So when he got to telling me about how much she enjoyed working with you, I I figured you must
1: be pretty special. She was at the top of the totem pole. Nobody (laughs) messed with her at all. (laughs) I, I guess... Sort of like my, my wife and my total pool. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I see. I
0: see how that works. Like, what do we have? Seventy people that work here, and I answer to nobody. And that's so not true. Yes, it, she doesn't seem to matter that I have seventy people that work for us when I walk through that door at the end of the day. And you have a wonderful uh, wife as well, Susan. Um, she's probably actually the reason I hired you, but uh, she is that's into some really cool. Uh, in fact, she's really into training and fitness, and fits in with our practice so incredibly. Uh, tell us about some of the cool stuff she does.
1: Yeah, Susan is wonderful. Um, we've been together a long time. She's also been an occupational therapist for a long time in multiple settings. She she worked primarily in skilled nursing facilities for a number of years, but she does more recently. She's been transitioning more to outpatient stuff, and then. About the same time that she started working more in outpatient, she also got her personal trainer certificate because she works also with a company called Bombshell Fitness that some of the listeners out there may or may not have heard of ever, but they're a pretty, pretty classy operation um, involved in the fitness world. They do a lot of NPC and and um, professional bodybuilding competitions. So she's kind of straddling the line between the, the mainstream healthcare world and then also um, personal training and fitness and health, so uh, she'll hopefully, uh, before too long, be able to help transition her practice into um, kind of, again, bridging that divide to where she can treat patients and also be a personal trainer simultaneously. But if you think about it, we really got a two-for-one deal here in Vegas get Dr.
0: Iman to come out of a incredible fellowship, come join Crevetti Ortho, bring the anterior approach to some of the specialty uh, that he does. And of course, as with all of us, our better half uh, bringing along her skills as a uh, occupational therapist. Let's talk about real brief uh, about this anterior approach, right? You and I have been jawing about this for a long time. Uh, Back in 2010 when the anterior approach started gaining some tracks and they asked me to teach it in the cadaver lab that I built here and frankly I just wasn't real good at it. And I guess over the last 12, 13 years it, um, I just added another few thousand the way I've been doing it. and have been so happy, uh, my patient's happy. But uh, tell us about the anti-approach a little bit and what maybe what's different about it for you
1: and uh, why it's been so awesome in your hands. So part of why it it works for me, besides experience alone, is that it seems to jibe well with the anatomy because typically when you start off in medical school and later on you're looking at the pelvis from that angle, and so for me, intuitively anyway, it just kind of makes sense to look at it from that angle, but... Also, what's happened in recent years, particularly the last decade to decade and a half, is that the instrumentation and the tables and the techniques have just exploded in advance with the popularity of it. So the big theory behind it, which a lot of people may have read or heard at various points, is that it's supposed to be a muscle sparing approach, which it is, because technically it goes between muscles instead of cutting muscle off of bone. Um, and when you do that, you can spare the, the nerves and muscles uh, better than other approaches, theoretically. And then as far as the literature goes, in the first six weeks it's supposed to help with recovery and seems to because we have a pretty good body of evidence now that, that shows that people tend to recover a little bit faster in terms of their their pain and walking distance. Um, about after that six-week to three-month mark, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of difference but to, to patients who are having the anterior approach, it's a, it's a pretty good sell to, to have a, a quicker recovery because if that's my hip, I want to be able to get up and moving as quickly as possible with as little pain as possible. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think any, any new innovative technique is
1: going to change the ball game
0: because really what the approach means, and I've learned this after talking to many, many surgeons over the years, some of them mentoring in the cadaver lab, some of my OR, some is you do the procedure that's best in your hands, mm-hmm. and the, the procedure you can expect the best outcome. We've changed so much of the post-op protocol, it, and you know, the anterior approach really forced me, with the small little posterior one, right, never to detach muscle from bone as well. But also what's really cool is now you get up in the recovery room, two hours after a surgery, we take out your IV, we take off your gown, and you walk to your recovery suite, which I think is about as quick as you can get up, right? Because you got to get your wits about you a little bit, remarkable. get get your strength and get up and with our blood loss being so little in our surgery center, our risks of infection being so low, getting people up right in the recovery room and watching them walk. You know, we had such a fabulous gal yesterday, 28 years old. Yes, Yeah, her hereditary, she inherited bad hips. And poor thing, think about being 20 and all the great things you're doing in life. And uh, coming to see us with a bad hip and we got to replace it yesterday and brought a little tear to everybody's eye watching her walk in the recovery room uh, to our recovery suite and walked out the door this morning. I think that was about as cool as it gets. And I think the anterior approach is another way to get that done in our practice. So now you've got you and I doing different approaches with the same, hopefully, outcomes and great people will take care of and make it all these fantastic stories uh, for these folks. And if everybody were to sneak over to ICanAgain.com, it uh, talks about all these neat uh, stories and neat things people have done. Drew, give us one Picture like on my website, there's a hundred people who have back doing really cool stuff. And give us some, but give us a flirting that you treated with the anti approach that I can against something cool that they did afterwards that you thought might have been one of the neatest things uh, in your practice. This
1: might seem somewhat routine and mundane to a a hip and knee replacement surgeon who's been doing this for a long, long time and had a lot of patients like this. But what makes this insanely rewarding and makes it all worthwhile is when you've got a patient who's got a hip that's essentially collapsed. It wasn't, in this case, osteonecrosis, but it was terrible bone-on-bone arthritis that everybody hears about and had basically no mobility whatsoever and no motion in his hip and scheduled him for surgery next week, did the anterior approach. It was actually a, a relatively difficult surgery, but still done in under an hour. He's out the next morning in the hospital, and then he shows up in the office two weeks after surgery, the wound is healed up, everything's doing perfectly, and he walks right up to the nurse's station and says, hey, Dr. Ryman, take a look at this, and he does a deep squat, and he's like well below parallel and stands up and then <laughs> that is, sauntered That is him probably him scared, all me all scared me of the office. Office. Yeah. It did, yeah. It, scared, it scares you. It, it scared, scared everybody. Like, Holy like, cow, don't do that. It's an anterior approach, but nothing's quite that stable. Be careful. So. Yep.
0: Well, listen, it is awesome to have you uh, at Corvetti Orthopaedic Sports Medicine uh, join our, our extensive team and most importantly, my recovery suite. Uh, how important they are to me and uh, doing surgery in our surgery centers. Just opening our new facility uh, in Queensridge, just adjacent to Summerlin. Uh, That's our new baby. It's open in the next couple of months. Our practice is already open there. And we look forward to giving people just a great continued total joint experience. So great to have
1: you here, Drew. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Looking forward to it. We'll see you next time at podcast. Number 18, when the next great thing happens at Creveti Orthopedics.